Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I'm so grateful to have you with me today. And I wanted to talk about something that I think can be kind of maybe a polarizing topic, and that is timeouts. So before I share the story with you, I wanted to just talk a little bit about kind of intention versus reality. And I think that a lot of times our intention is <clears throat> with timeouts is to give our kids space to think about what happened and hopefully to calm down and maybe come to some resolve. But I think the reality of what happens most often is that we are triggered ourselves as parents and we use timeouts as more of a punishment. And it comes across that way because when we are angry, we're yelling, um, and it just becomes more of a negative experience maybe versus what our thoughts are in deciding to use timeouts. And I wanted to just paint this picture with you because I had this conversation with my son last week and I just thought it clearly illustrates exactly what our kids are thinking. We're thinking, oh, they're going to get time to stop what's happening in the situation. They're going to calm down. They're going to think about the situation and maybe things will get better. But what's actually happening in reality is our kids aren't thinking about what we're hoping they're thinking about and trying to come up with a solution they're actually now bothered by whatever the situation was. Now also feeling disconnected and bothered by us as the parent. And instead of having the result that we want it to have, it's now becoming an issue between us and our child because our child doesn't feel understood and heard. And so here's, here's the situation. I picked Miles up from school, which I love his school, Absolutely. Otherwise, he wouldn't be there because we're planning to homeschool for now. Um, <clears throat> but just kind of in this season, I, you know, it's it's just such a cool place. I love everything they do there. Um, but I asked him how his day was, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but basically that it wasn't a good day, and that he had to sit in front of the fish tank. And I've never heard him say that before. So I think this was maybe his first time. Um, and so I was just kind of like, well, why did you have to sit in front of the fish tank? And he said, well, for the same things that I was doing yesterday. And I kind of thought it was probably because he was doing some or, um, cartwheels because he's got lots of energy. He's a boy who just turned six. You know, it's hard for kids in general, but I think especially boys, we have these expectations that I think are a little bit too intense 
for kids that age, especially boys. And I'm actually reading a book called, I think it's called The Wonder of Boys. Um, It's an older book and I've just barely started it. So there's that. Um, But I had heard it on a homeschooling podcast that I really love. And she was just talking about how they share in there the difference between a, a boy child's brain and a girl child's brain or boys and men, I don't know. Um, and just like kind of how we're not really considering a child's development anymore or as much in our expectations. And so anyways, I kind of assumed he was doing cartwheels because he likes to move and there's, you know, there's not, this isn't a huge, it's not a huge school. They don't have, um, Fayette or anything. It's more like Montessori style, um, just in a smaller environment, which I think is really good for him, but not for getting all the energy out because it's just not quite as much space, which is fine. Um, they do what they can, but you know, it's hard to be stuck indoors. We're in Minnesota. So, um, you know, it's, it can get really cold here and they can't go outside, um, within a certain temperature. And so just all that factoring in. And, um, so he didn't, he didn't really, he just kept saying, um, for something, the same thing I did yesterday. So he couldn't quite understand Well, I was doing it yesterday and it was fine, but not today. And so I could tell maybe he didn't really want to talk about it. So I just kind of quit talking. And then, um, he kind of started talking about it again. And I was kind of like, well, how long did you have to sit there? You know, just trying to figure out (laughs) what, what this situation was because I'd never heard him talk about it. I've never heard, you know, the teacher mention anything. And so it was all new to me and it was just obviously his perspective. And, um, he just said like two minutes. So I don't know how long it actually was. And I was just, I assumed it was probably like a timeout, um, or like a calm down break or something, you know, when you want to call it a nicer version of what it actually is. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm really, you know, just like empathize with him. I'm really sorry that happened. They had to sit there. I know it's really hard to, you know, not move your body so much and, you know, all that stuff. And then a little while later I said, you know, I think what your teacher was probably trying to do is just to help, you know, any kid, um, just be able to look at the fish tank and kind of calm down a little bit, settle their body down if they need to, before they go on and keep doing something else. And he said, word for word, why would that make me calm down? It just makes me more riled up. And I thought, wow, I have to share this because this is something that I feel like maybe some of us know just based on um, our studies or our degree or our job, but I think it's something that we just like sweep under the rug and ignore. <laughs> we just really want timeouts to be this place, or even if you don't want to call it a timeout, but you want to call it like a calm down space, it doesn't matter because it's how kids are viewing it. Like we can call it the nicest thing and think like, oh, it's it's a peaceful place, but when our kids see it as they did something wrong, they have to go sit over here. Nobody else does. It's shameful to them and they feel that. And he could not, I, I just thought it was so good to hear it from a child unprompted. I in no way like encouraged any of that. 
I was shocked that he said that, but also not really. But I've just never heard him say anything, probably because he's not been really in that situation maybe before. Um, But I think it gives you a good picture that our kids aren't going to a timeout. And I mean, physically, maybe they come out, calm down. But that doesn't mean internally that they're feeling calm. They're probably feeling more disconnected than they were before. And so what I want to encourage you with is that if you're a big user of timeouts, um, first, I just want to encourage you to think about why. Do you use timeouts because that's what you were told to do or that's what you think you know, society has encouraged us is to send our kids to a timeout so that they learn their lesson? Do you feel like it's being, it's really successful? Um, and I would look at success as not just in the moment, like not just as your child calm down afterwards, but emotionally, um, do you see emotions come up other places? Are they very sensitive? Are they really defensive? Do they try to lie more? Like all of these things can kind of happen and we aren't necessarily tying it to punishments that we're utilizing. And I also want to encourage you that if you are using timeouts, what I like to do so that your child is still getting a break that they need, still maybe calming down if they need to, but not feeling the shame and the punishing part of it is actually taking a break together. So, I mean, my kids (laughs) fight a lot. They're six and three. Um, Lots of sibling rivalry lately, especially things happen, you know, kids have feelings too. And sometimes what I find myself doing is just removing my child, whichever one, to their room together calmly. But I kind of see it as, yes, we need like a break to kind of calm down, but we need to remove ourselves from this situation because our actions and strong feelings are impacting the environment. And I want my kids to feel free to have their big feelings because I think that's very important. Um, But while not, you know, if they're being physical, I don't want anybody else to get hurt or drawn into it. Um, But I want them to be able to, you know, if they need to roll around, (laughs) kick a little, obviously not a person, but maybe they're kicking the floors or rolling around or whatever it is. So I will bring them to a separate space and let them just have the feelings versus saying go to a timeout and just taking that break together you could also if you recognize you know your kids are one of your children particularly maybe just keeps going back and doing something that you have asked them not to do what i like to do is see that as a need for connection there's something underlying that is causing them to continue to misbehave or however you want to call it. And if you can just maybe take five minutes together and play something, read a book, snuggle, cuddle on the couch, whatever you want to do, and then maybe you could talk about it or even just see if their behavior has changed. So often kids know that what they're doing is not correct, especially if you're not like a permissive parent, right? They're not just going to think like, oh, I hit my brother and it's totally fine. And I do think that it does need to be addressed, but sometimes we need to give a little bit more space. And I think that's where you can read your child. You know, maybe your child is ready to talk about it right away. Mine often are more emotional. And so sometimes we 
just get ourselves calm and ready to re-engage and then we kind of talk about it a little while later as we've had more time or not we one of the children has had a little bit more time to just calm down and get re-engaged so I think you can kind of read that situation but I think so often we want to just come in with timeouts and lecture and our kids don't necessarily need that in the moment they need to feel connected when they are feeling connected their behavior improves and so if we can come with connection whether that's just pulling them aside and doing something together for five minutes to just kind of um, get a reset going or if they need to be brought into the room because they're more emotional and maybe need some space for safety and just the environment and whatever um, do that for sure but I also want to say that I think sometimes we give our kids a timeout obviously because we don't want to be them to be doing whatever they're doing but sometimes we need a break and so I'd encourage you if you need a timeout take one just say I'm gonna go take some time I need some I need five minutes I'm gonna go just calm down in my room for a few minutes and I will be right back it's okay to give our own selves a timeout when we need it it's okay if your child is having really big feelings and you're trying to support them through it and you feel like you're gonna lose it so you take a break yes it would be amazing if you can sit through an entire crying session or behavior or whatever it is and stay calm because that continues to build connection and trust and your child continues to release feelings that they've stored and develops that emotional resiliency and regulation and co-regulation all that stuff but I always tell parents it's much better in my opinion to do what you can and if you are like I cannot take this anymore excuse yourself you don't even have to say I can't take this anymore I need a break you can just say you know I have to go to the bathroom I'll be right back and just give yourself the break that you need take a drink of water take some deep breaths come back in maybe you need to take a break again if you can do your best to stay calm when you're with your child that's the goal and if you really struggle with that I would love to offer you a behavior strategy call. So what this entails is we jump on a Zoom call. It's free. There's no strings attached. You explain to me your struggles. You know, if you have more than one child, it's usually focused on one child. The struggles that you're having, the goals that you have. And then we pick one main struggle. And I give you a specific set of instructions of how to go forward and work on that. And it's just my way of encouraging you and helping you to maybe see behavior in a different way and manage it in a different way that actually gets results but feels good but isn't permissive. You know, so often I think, um, and I have a podcast about this too, but so many people will associate this kind of, I call it connected parenting, but a lot of people might refer to it as more gentle parenting as permissive and that's not what we're doing you know I wholeheartedly believe that kids need limits and boundaries and we are the authority and we know what's better for them than they do and that's something that we do need to implement but there are ways that we can do it that fosters 
co-regulation that fosters the learning of self-regulation that fosters an environment that's not breeding perfectionism and shoving emotions down and just really more emotional well-being and I think there's never been a better time than now to dive into that because the rise of childhood mental health issues and disorders is skyrocketing and I think there's just so many simple things that we can do. It's just not taught and you have to search really hard to find it. So if you're in a place where you are just like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm, I kind of don't know what else to do. So I'm doing this, but it doesn't really feel the best to me. Please go into the show notes and either send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or send me an email and let's book a behavior strategy call. So you have a place to get started. Again, it's completely free. It's not a sales call. There's no strings attached. You don't have to join anything to do that. Um, I just want to get you started on this journey and see if it is a good fit for you. So go check that out in the show notes. And I can't wait to chat with you. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.